listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and the combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and of course, where they are now. So, how is everybody doing today? I hope you guys are having a great, great, and phenomenal day so far. By the time you'll be listening to this episode, you already know it will be Thursday afternoon, but you 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 already know again, we usually pre-record our episodes, so as we speak at the moment, today is the day after the Super Bowl, and uh, I'm not sure if you guys caught up with the Super Bowl, but personally... I did, and uh, I'm the type of person who does not watch football throughout the season, and then when it's time for the Super Bowl, I just sit in and watch it like football is my number one passion, and uh, honestly, sometimes when you do watch the Super Bowl, you are not disappointed, But and um, there's times, obviously, that you do sit in and watch the Super Bowl, and you're like, man, I should have just uh, watched an old fight, like an old boxing fight instead of this, but... You know, this year, fortunately, uh, the teams did not disappoint. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs and also the San Francisco 49ers. Personally, again, I I did not um, have a specific team to root for in the beginning. But as the game proceeded and as I listened to some of the commentators talking about what each team is capable of, what each team is known for, I, I just kind of swayed onto rooting for the San Francisco team. I don't know why, but um, I actually saw this post <laughs> on social media and uh, this person said, you know, as a person from Toronto, as a person from Canada, how do you, as a person who is neutral, in other words, how do you decide who to root for in this particular Super Bowl? And I could not have agreed more, but like I said, somehow I decided to root for the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, you already know what happened because it was the Kansas City Chiefs that took over the game and dominated over San Francisco 49ers and got the uh, Super Bowl rings. And of course, they are the winners for this year. But that is okay. Um, Like I always say with every sports event, I feel like it's all about the quality of the game. It's all about the quality of that event that makes you either like an event or not like it. So not necessarily the the results would determine if you if you really enjoyed like had an enjoyable experience. I feel like it's the whole process altogether. So. 
like I was saying, this year it was it was really nice because in the beginning you could have uh, kind of predicted that uh, the San Francisco 49ers could have just come forward and uh, they could have potentially dominated the, dominated the game through playing a um, sneaky game. And I don't necessarily mean that in, in a negative way because when they were punting, and uh, please excuse me if I don't use the right terminology for all these football terms, but... Um, when when they uh, initially started the game, I feel like the San Francisco team they actually did a really good job at distracting the the Kansas City team and uh, like I was saying, playing a little bit sneaky so that they could get a head start in the game, and that was actually the case for the I would say the first good half of the game and then even the third quarter. So San Francisco was doing really, really well, and uh, little did we know, as uh, people like myself, as neutral football fans, was that the, that the Kansas City team would actually come forward even when there is two, only two minutes left uh, in, in the fourth quarter, in the very last quarter of the game, that would come forward, score two whole touchdowns, and turn the whole um, dynamic and momentum of the game around. And uh, to me, that is just quite fascinating. And I, that was something that I did not expect from the Kansas City team. And um, now I have a whole another level of respect for all of them. And also shout out to their 24-year-old um, MVP, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. And uh, he, he's a cool guy. And uh, I feel like he did a, a good job relatively you know, compared to his experience, level of experience and compared to his age, um, trying to guide his team and doing all the great things that he did last night at the Super Bowl. And uh, it, 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 like I said, it was a very enjoyable game. And uh, honestly, I was at the edge of my seat, especially in the in the fourth quarter, because you would you were like, OK, it's definitely going to be San Francisco taking over the game. But then Kansas City just just change everything in a matter of two minutes and that was just phenomenal to me so uh i don't want to uh talk trash about some of the past super bowls that we've seen because i was just reminiscing a little bit last night about the super bowl that we had last year um <laughs> and the new england patriots they were one of the um, teams that were playing last year for the super bowl and if you guys remember last year um, all the all the scores that were um, scored, uh, they were among some of the lowest ever in the history of all Super Bowls. And uh, there was a lot of waiting around and it wasn't necessarily a super, uh, super fast game. It wasn't like the dynamic wasn't so um, well paced, if, if I should put it that way. So this year, um, all both teams definitely redeemed uh, <laughs> redeemed what happened last year and uh, I, I personally enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well if you did watch the Super Bowl. Anyway, so there's your uh, probably the f only time ever that we're going to be talking about football on our show TKO, but uh, you guys already know me because I do like the Super Bowl is something that I actually do watch every year and when I do pay special attention to it, I usually do talk about it a little bit on the show so there's that. Um, that was the only time this year that we're going to be talking about any, any football um, that you're going to be hearing uh, from TKO. Anyway. So, guys, this week is a very, very special week because you already know uh, today marks the first day of 
fight week officially for UFC 247 and this for sure is one event that we're all looking forward to. I'm 100% sure that all combat sports fans out there, they have been looking forward to this card and specifically to the main event of this whole main card that we're going to be breaking down today and that is of course for the light heavyweight championship of the world at the UFC between the current light heavyweight champion, the one and only John Jones, who is going to be defending his light heavyweight title against the undefeated title challenger, the one and only Dominic Reyes. So this is going to be happening this upcoming Saturday, February the 8th, and it's going to be happening in Houston, Texas. And man, I mean, I, I haven't even watched the countdown episode yet from uh, like the, the video, the, the documentary uh, series that the UFC usually puts out prior to a fight. I haven't even watched that yet, but I'm just so, so pumped up to talk about um, all the fights that are happening on this whole uh, fight card for UFC 247. And uh, I was just briefly looking over some of the great fights that are supposed to be happening on the main card of this UFC 247 card. So not only will we have John Jones versus Dominic Reyes for our main event of the evening, but also for the co-main event, we're going to be having another championship belt. But this is going to be for the women's flyweight championship belt between the current champion Valentina Shevchenko, who is arguably one of the greatest uh, women strikers, women uh, Muay Thai practitioners. Um, that I've seen um, in my whole lifetime and I dare say has ever existed um, in, in the whole world of combat sports. And I, I do not exaggerate. That's just how good Valentina Shevchenko is. So Valentina Shevchenko, the champ, is going to be fighting off against Caitlin Chukagian. And this is a great opportunity for Caitlin Chukagian to come out there and show everybody what she's capable of. And I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this fight but in addition to that we have so many great um heavyweight bouts as well so um speaking of our heavyweight bout um i think this is the only heavy no actually no 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 okay so we have two great heavyweight bouts on the main card of ufc 247 the first one is a great fight between Juan Adams and Justin Taffa. And the first fight that you'll have the opportunity to watch on the main card of UFC 247 is going to be a great, great fight between Derek Lewis, the Black Beast Derek Lewis, and my good, good, like one of my all-time favorite um, heavyweight fighters, Alir Latifi, all the way from Sweden. Okay, so... Personally, just a side note, I do not understand why the UFC has put this interesting and important fight so far back in the main uh, main card lineup because I do believe that this could have easily been the third fight, um, like the third last fight for this whole main card because that's just how good and, uh, like I said, important this fight is. In my opinion, whoever wins this fight can have a chance potentially to to get a title shot in the in the near future because that's just how talented and uh, and good each and each of these fighters are Derek Lewis and Alir Latifi as well and if I'm not mistaken this is potentially Alir Latifi's um, heavyweight debut because Alir Latifi he usually uh, fights at light heavyweight 
but this time around he has moved up a weight division to the heavyweight division and lo and behold he's going to be fighting one of the most dangerous uh, fighters that he could potentially fight at heavyweight and that is Derek Lewis so uh, these are some of the more interesting fights that I, I um, just came across on the main card of UFC 247. Uh, but in addition to that, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's definitely so many great fights also happening on the preliminary card and the early preliminary card that I definitely recommend all of you guys to go out there and watch it because um, it, although they're not like an official part of the pay-per-view card but they're usually stacked with so many young uh, and up-and-coming fighters so definitely I definitely recommend that you guys definitely catch up with those as well although we don't talk about them usually on our show but that does not mean that they're not important fights so if you're interested definitely do catch up with those fights as well so First things first, uh, I really do want to get started with the main event of the evening, usually because um, it takes um, more time to talk about and break down. And uh, I feel like there's a lot of interesting factors that go into this particular bout between John Jones and um, Dominic Reyes, especially if you do want to talk about John Jones. I feel like we can talk an, a whole episode, a whole half hour, if not more, about John Jones himself because of how many great things he's accomplished so far in his professional career and some of the more interesting things that he's encountered um, outside the octagon. I don't want to say it this way. Um, I hope that it doesn't come out the wrong way, but um, John Jones, we all know he has definitely gotten, gotten himself into things that he shouldn't have gotten him, himself into outside the octagon and uh, that has uh, put him through so many setbacks, unfortunately. Um, but uh, again, it is what it is, but here he is, he is going to be making another fight, another professional fight against one of the, uh, one of the, um, at least a guy that has um, made a name for himself, Dominic Reyes, I mean. And uh, he's not someone to be underestimated, uh, underestimated, excuse me, at all. So this is definitely going to be a great fight uh, for both of these guys. And um, yeah, what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Okay. So, um, John Jones, you guys already know, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of background on some of the most recent fights that he has had. So, John Jones, he became the first, uh, the youngest ever champion in the UFC when he captured the light heavyweight title for himself at the age of 23. Now, imagine being so talented as a fighter and having accomplished like the topest thing that you could possibly accomplish in this whole fight game and that is to become the champion right and he accomplishes that at such a young age and when he does that obviously as a young person uh, you do certain things you like to party a lot and uh, you know you just want to live your life as uh, when you're that age of course and uh, John Jones unfortunately he made some questionable decisions when he was that young. And uh, although he was dominating every single opponent in the octagon, but it felt like some other factors um, were dominating him, uh, if, I, if I should put it that way, outside the octagon. So he, uh, he was uh, heavily using substances and uh, he was also involved in so many 
um, legal cases. And uh, in particular, he was involved in a hit and run uh, with a pregnant person. And uh, he, it, matters were so bad that he had to go to court. And uh, because of all those legal issues that he was going through, he received so many suspensions from um, uh, the athletic commissions and specifically from the UFC as well. So although John Jones, he had, ne- well, okay. So John Jones, if you look through his record, he does have one defeat on his um, record. However, that has been a, um, a referee decision. It's, it was never the case that John Jones was uh, finished, knocked out, or lost the fight through decision. It was a uh, the decision of a referee. And so technically speaking, John Jones has actually never been defeated in his professional career. So um, John Jones, while all those things were happening, he was still dominating over all of it, most of his opponent. And uh, he did receive um, some um, setbacks while he was receiving those suspensions by the athletic commissions, like I mentioned. But, um, you know, after after time uh, went by, he decided to come back against one of his um, top rivals, the person that we all know, the former uh, light heavyweight champion and actually the former heavyweight champion as well, Daniel Cormier, D.C., so uh, the, the beef between D.C. and John Jones is just so well known that I think is always going to be recorded in um, MMA history books. And uh, the the beef, like I said, was so, so deep. And uh, the grudges were held up so high that uh, at UFC 200, which was a very um, monumental event for the UFC, the UFC decided to have its main event. Um, you know, one of one of its most um, important bouts uh, as a fight between John Jones and uh, DC. However, things came out saying that DC, ac- excuse me, John Jones actually tested positive for various substances in his uh, blood tests by the United States Anti-Doping Agency. And so many things went down after that. And he received even more suspensions. Oh, on his professional career. So as I'm talking about this, I I mean, it, it is a very sad story because you have this talented, talented fighter, this person who will probably never be repeated in the whole history of martial arts. You have this person who is um, just so unique and yet he's going through so many troubles, so many troubles that aren't even related to his Uh, profession to his career so it really does break my heart and I'm sure a lot of people do feel the same way but um, okay um, cutting through all the things that he went through here he is um, he is about to make another professional fight against um, a very interesting opponent Dominic Reyes and like I said Dominic Reyes I feel like people shouldn't necessarily underestimate him because as a matter of fact he is undefeated on his professional record he has never been defeated by anybody uh, in his um, in his career ever since he turned professional and uh, I think he's going to be a very very interesting challenge for John Jones and I know there have been other people in the past who have claimed that they're going to break John Jones and that they're going to expose his style. 
I I think Dominic Reyes is just a different type of person, and I think he's going to present John Jones with challenges that he hasn't necessarily faced in the past before. So, uh, having said that, both guys are really, really good strikers. So, it will be interesting to see if uh, both of them decide to um, carry on a um, striking, uh, a striking dominant game against each other. Meaning that there will there wouldn't be a lot of takedowns and jujitsu happening in this game, and they would just try to go at it through um, through mostly kickboxing and boxing. So that'll be interesting because that will show who the better striker is, obviously. But the thing is, and I think a lot of people uh, forget this, but John Jones's original sport and his uh, main um, combat sport background is actually Greco-Roman wrestling. And a lot of people do tend to forget that. And because we've seen John Jones, especially as of recent fights, we've seen him um, do a lot of cool things with his striking and a lot of actually unorthodox things that um, we don't always expect from John Jones, but he he still manages to do them in the fights when it comes to striking. People just think of John Jones as a really, really good striker. Well, no doubt, no doubt about that, but... Let's not forget that he's also a very, very good wrestler. And if he wants, he can take you to the ground, although he might not look like he's a he's a tough wrestler, but he actually is. He does have the skills in him. So um, having said that, I think it will be interesting to see if John Jones is going to do the uh, un- unpredictable and something that we wouldn't really expect of him, and that is to take the fight to the ground. Although, like I said, it will be... Like the fans would wouldn't necessarily prefer to see a wrestling uh, heavy fight because that would just be uh, a lot of just you know people pushing pushing against each other. There wouldn't be a lot of um, movement, uh, a, a lot of movement in the octagon. That wouldn't really be the case. So the fans wouldn't necessarily like that. So it will it will be more entertaining to have a more striking dominant fight. But in terms of what will be the key to, key of success for John Jones in this fight? I think it, w- it wouldn't be a bad decision for him to mix mix in a little bit of his wrestling and grappling into this fight, so that he's able to come forward in a way that Dominic Reyes wouldn't expect him to. And I feel like that's something that John Jones is actually really good at. Like I said, he he is a very unorthodox fighter. That is actually one of the main reasons why people regard him as uh, arguably one of the greatest uh, martial artists of all time. That is definitely one of the main reasons why. Because when John Jones comes into the octagon... You don't always expect uh, expect him to do uh, the things that you've seen him uh, seen him do before. He will always do something that is just out of the ordinary, and that is John Jones for sure. Okay, but Dominic Reyes. Let's just talk talk about him a little bit. Uh, I feel like Dominic Reyes is the great fighter that he is because of the fact that he when he does throw shots specifically, talking about his striking specifically, his shots are so so powerful and they're so accurate as well. And I feel like um, it, this is a little bit hard to describe, but uh, as a fighter, sometimes, listen, you do have the necessary, necessary skills and you do have the power and you have everything that you need to have as a fighter, but you're just so scared to go forward and demonstrate those skills on your opponents. And what I think 
that uh, Dominic Reyes possesses and actually gives him an, an advantage in his in most of his fights against his opponents is that yes he does have all those great skills and he also has the, has the confidence and courage to come forward and do uh, and demonstrate his skills and do all those things on his opponents and uh, I feel like that is something that is really admirable about Dominic Reyes um, sometimes you go into a fight and uh, you just lose your confidence for whatever reason but I feel like Dominic Reyes is the type of guy who does not get scared and who will always keep coming forward. And I think um, that is something that is um, going to be a very defining factor in this fight, especially because he's going to be going off against a fighter, a very, very well-known and uh, um, intimidating fighter, should I say, and that is John Jones. And uh, I feel like sometimes when fighters, especially as um, as people who are the underdogs and the title challengers, when they go against someone who's just such a superstar in the game, they just lose their confidence. Like they could be the best in the world, but unfortunately, because it's it's because they hear their opponent's name and they're like, oh my goodness, I'm actually getting a fight against John Jones. Like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a fight against Conor McGregor. Like they just automatically lose their confidence they lose their spirit but I think that Dominic Dominic Reyes is not going to be ex- uh, going to be experiencing all those things and uh, actually and on the contrary he's going to be coming keep coming forward despite the fact that he's going to be fighting John Jones and uh, I feel like he's going to sh- show his true self under so much pressure and um, that that is a great great factor that he possesses Dominic Reyes so um, having said that, definitely do try to watch this fight between John Jones and Dominic Reyes. It is going to be a very interesting fight. Um, so do you guys think that John Jones is able to get another title defense for himself, successfully defend its title? Or do you think that Dominic Reyes is going to do something super extraordinary and uh, actually dominate over John Jones in this fight. So that is something that I'm really looking forward to. And I think that's the beauty of our sport. And that is the fact that you don't you don't ever know because the underdog could uh, could always come on top. And uh, you just don't know until you watch the fight. So I'm just going to put it there. And now I'm just going to quickly move on to our co-main event of the evening. So like I said, it's for the Women's Flyweight um, Championship belts between Valentina Shevchenko and Caitlin Chukagian. So Valentina Shevchenko, she is so, so tough. If you watch some of her training videos, you just lose your mind, okay? Because that's just how great um, of a mixed martial artist she is. And one thing that I really do love about Valentina Shevchenko is that, yes, her background is in Muay Thai, is in um, striking martial arts. Um, of course, there's no doubt in the fact that she she's so, so good uh, uh, when it comes to her striking skills. But at the same time, I w- Valentina Shechenko is actually one of the few people that I would regard as a very well-rounded mixed martial artist overall. So not only, uh, of course, she has such good striking skills, but not only that, but she also possesses a lot of great grappling, wrestling, and jujitsu skills as well. And um, she trains so hard that I think all of her skills are now at the same level or just at the top, even at the mastery level. So th- that is that is a great um, quality of um, uh, Valentina Shevchenko's because she has everything that she could possibly want 
um, uh, to, to have as a mixed martial artist and good for her because all she needs now is to come into a fight and have belief in herself and just keep coming forward um, whenever she's fighting her opponents in the octagon. But on the other hand, we have Caitlin Chukagian, who I think is uh, going to be an interesting challenge to uh, whatever Valentina Shevchenko has to um, offer in this fight um, uh, for the flyweight championship uh, uh, belt. So Chukagian, um, she is definitely an underdog, but I feel like she's not someone to be underestimated at all. Um I, I think she she has relatively better um, kicking skills than Valentina Shevchenko, especially because you don't you wouldn't necessarily expect her to win fights, but um, she just comes out of nowhere and um, she throws um, taekwondo like um, kicks, and she's able to. Uh, even knock out her, her opponents. So uh, on one hand, when Valentina Shevchenko possesses a lot of power and accuracy in her strikes, I feel like uh, Caitlin Chukagian, she has that unexpectancy uh, about her that is going to make her, uh, like that's her X factor, if, if I should put it that way. So when you don't expect it, she's going to throw one shot and you're just going to be caught uh, caught with it out of nowhere and um, you will lose your balance. You will lose uh, whatever you had planned for your fights. So I feel like Valentina Shevchenko really needs to keep an eye out for that. And uh, again, like I said, I'm also looking forward to this uh, bouts because I'm a huge fan of both of these ladies and I just cannot wait to see what is going to happen in this fight. Oh my goodness, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Oh man, you guys already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out, everybody. Peace out.